Welcome to the Business Collective Podcast with Terry Fletcher. Weekly conversations and insights on how to go from employee to consultant in any business field where your years of expertise can be showcased. Take your career to the next level, entrepreneurship. Now here's your host, nationally recognized healthcare consultant, speaker, and author, Terry Fletcher. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Business Collective Podcast today. My name is Terry Fletcher. Hope you're having a great day. I wanted to talk to you today about something that's been kind of on my mind lately and it's been coming up quite a bit in the entrepreneurs that I talk to, small businesses and even large businesses that contact me to engage services with them. And I think there's something that can happen to you that you don't want to happen to you, especially as you're starting a business or trying to figure out and navigate your way through a business. First of all, a couple of housekeeping items I just wanted to let you know. I'm speaking today in my through my laptop, so not through my desktop. And I, for some reason, I can't get the volume just right. So if it sounds like I'm kind of in a, a tunnel or something, I apologize for that in advance. So one of the things that we want to talk about is it's called over-promising. That can be the worst mistake of an entrepreneur. Nothing will underwhelm clients and your customers more than uh, under delivering. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of businesses out there, and I run into them all the time, that basically say they, you know, they engage a client or they, they give a false impression of who they are. And then a client tries to engage their services. They say, oh, we do that. And then sure enough, they don't have the staff or the expertise to do that. And then all of a sudden they're stuck and the client's expecting something and then they can't deliver. In the shipping industry, for example, expectations are often based on uh, externalities. So as a business owner, you know, I can't guarantee UPS or FedEx will get a package to somebody on time. I can say it probably will because they tell me it will, but I can't guarantee it. And yet that's exactly what a lot of companies do is they try to make these guarantees. And you have to be careful because if you make those guarantees, it is the worst mistake you can make. One thing that happened in my correspondence with us, a particular client recently is that they basically said, we're coming to you because we need you to code some reports for us. And for those of you in healthcare that you know what coding is, um, that is a five digit code that's attached to a certain healthcare service or item that you submit to an insurance company and then it turns around and that's supposed to get you paid. Well, there are certain codes that have to do with certain specialties like cardiology and orthopedic surgery, et cetera. And there was a client that basically said or told some physician practice, a big practice that they did cardiology coding and that they had expertise in that. Well, they didn't. And so they looked around for somebody who did me and they said, can you code reports for us? I said, sure, but here's my price. And they tried to ask me to do it for less than 50% and I would not. So they kept looking around and looking around, couldn't find somebody that they, that would do the, the work for them for what they thought it was worth. They came back to me and now they're paying quite a bit of money to have it done. But the thing is, it's being done right, but they're making no money now because the percentage that they're getting from their client to do the work is actually less than what they're paying me. But for them, I guess it's worth just, you know, having face value saying that we actually can deliver. So the problem is, though, is that they basically got people's hopes up or got the client's hopes up saying that this is what I can do. And they over promised 
And if they didn't find somebody that could actually contract with them, then they would have under-delivered. And this is a classic mistake for a new company because when you're starting out, you're really tempted to promise the world to a potential client in order to get their business because you're so excited just to get a client. But if you've made those promises to get a customer, it will come back to bite you later on. And it's really just never a good idea to promise more than you can provide. So over-promising and under-delivering can mean that you're getting people's hopes up when you're unable to deliver on what you're saying. So it's kind of instinctual sometimes. I know that you just want to make people happy and promising them something great is always easy to do and it's a very positive to start. But in reality, especially in the times during the pandemic and things we're dealing with right now, people actually prefer you to just be honest with them and then meet or exceed the expectations you've set or realizing that you just can't meet any of those expectations because overpromising hurts your business credibility. It hurts your revenues and it hurts your reputation. And your reputation is what you are out there to really build on. Once you really hurt that perspective of your reputation, it is almost impossible to get that back. And so you really have to be careful when you basically put it out there where people will start to recognize you as, oh, that guy or that gal, someone who will deliver, but with a half-assed version of what was promised. And I hate to be so blunt about it, but it's true. You don't want to be, and I'm air quoting, that guy. Instead, you want to be the person who tempers expectation, but then over delivers. And it's easy to see why, you know, entrepreneurs make promises they know are too good to be true. They fear that if they set the expectation too low, that competitors will swoop in and take clients by promising them more. But in the long run, those clients will be back when they realize your competitors can't deliver what they promised either. And you may lose out on a sale in, in the beginning or there could be a gap, but the only way to successfully navigate this situation is by being honest without selling yourself too short. So whether you can, uh, whether you tell them you can't be misleading and it can't set an expectation that you won't meet. And if you're honest, you give yourself an opportunity to actually exceed the expectations you've sent and you've set, and now you're going to have um, long-term clients that actually trust you. Perfect example in my business, and this is something that's pretty huge in my business. Everybody wants to be everything to everybody in healthcare. You know, somebody calls you and said, do you do contracting? Do you do, like I said, cardiology coding? Do you do urology? Um, can you set us up with a new business? Um, are you an accountant? Do you know anything about the PPP loans? All of that. I actually like to stay in my lane, even though I do offer a wide variety of options in the healthcare consulting field. I'm very honest. And if it's something that I don't do, I actually have a very good referral base where I can refer something out. Had that happen recently where somebody called me and said, you know, we really need some assistance with this. We need contracting uh, for a lot of different insurance plans that are becoming up for renewal. Do you do that? Well, I do teach on how to do their own contracting negotiations, but I don't actually contract with payers and myself, mainly because I don't have time. And it's very time consuming. And for me, you'd have to pay me $50,000 to spend, you know, 20 hours on it to do it because it's just so time consuming. But I have a referral base that I can send clients to to let them know that I have somebody that will make them happy and somebody that I trust. And now I know that client will actually come back to me if they're looking for other services that maybe I do offer. So telling people exactly what you can do, I know that sounds pretty simple in theory, but in reality, 
I know many entrepreneurs struggle with setting expectations. The difficulty that comes down to a lack of knowledge about your business and your finances. So to properly set expectations, you really have to know your business data inside out. So for example, many entrepreneurs have trouble understanding cost when they first start out. You don't, you don't necessarily know what your margins will be. So you kind of guess at numbers. They're forced to go back to clients and tell them that the price will actually be two or three times higher than expected. I see that all the time, which is the fastest and pos most possible way to lose an existing client. This happens all the time in restaurant industry. I just recently had it with moving company, moving my daughter to a different state where I got quoted $1,550 and then the bottom line, it turned out to be $2,350. That's a big difference. And owners who don't work in the kitchen or help with the food in the restaurant industry, for example, or the ordering process, they don't know how much money they're spending or the food they're wasting. And with most margins in most restaurants basically very thin, it can be a very costly situation. Now, when you're dealing with consulting or service-based business, it gets even more interesting because you have to factor in how much do you want to make per hour, what's your time worth, what is the industry standard, and then what can you, what, what are the expectations within that hourly rate that your client is going to want to have you do. And you don't want to oversell or undersell. And you also want to make sure that you are recognizing a problem client when you start. I had one recently. And so I knew as soon as I talked to a physician, tried to engage me uh, for an audit that uh, he was receiving from Medicare and basically said, I want X, Y, Z. And I said, okay, this is how much it costs. And he says, no, I'll do it for this amount, which was half. And I said, well, it's not an option. That's not, I'm not flexible on that. This is how much it is. And I actually really have never had that happen before. And so I was just very surprised. And so then he kept adding some services in, you know, wanted this education, wanted this follow-up, wanted this report. And so bottom line was the initial estimate that I gave ended up being one amount. And then the end proposal ended up being quite a bit more proposal. We're still in, we're still we're negotiating. And he said, well, I thought it was this amount. I said, well, it was just for an audit, but then you asked for education. You asked for follow-up. You asked for helping you fight your audit that you're getting. You asked, you know, for all kinds of different things. And I just knew because three times in that conversation, that physician was already questioning about how much he was paying versus what his return on investment was going to be. And I just basically canceled the contract. I said at this time, I'm not going to, or we're going to rescind our contract. We are, you're uh, obviously we are outside your budget for this project. We wish you luck in trying to find somebody to help you, but we are canceling the contract. And I have no problem doing that because you have to not only set expectations by knowing your business data, but you have to understand what it's going to cost you and how much of a headache that potential client could be later down the, ro the road. Even if you're in, you know, I mentioned the, the restaurant industry, you have to make sure you're understanding what your losses could be, what your waste could be, and so on and so forth. But as an entrepreneur, you need to know your costs. That's probably the biggest thing. Analyze the cost of your labor and include you in that uh, per unit. Get clarity around your finances and then make sure that you are passing that knowledge on to your clients when it comes to setting expectations. Not about your finances specifically, but what your ex your expectation is as far as uh, what the hourly rate is if that's how you charge.
And then if you have to overpromise, because sometimes that you know it does happen, but honest promises can also be the basis of an understanding of the industry. That generally means you're not confident in your company or your offering. If you have to overpromise, you're trying to make people happy with words rather than what your service is. So confidence stems from knowing your product or your service inside and out. It comes from knowing the space you're in, understanding how the industry works. So you just want to make sure you're understanding who also is your competition. How much does your competition really charge? Also, are you technology based? Do you understand anything about the tech industry? And if you don't know really what your, I guess your, your core is, then it's really going to be a hard thing to try to translate that into what you're trying to sell out there. And if you know how the industry operates, then you know what problems you need to solve. And if you understand the ins and outs of your own business, then you have some you have everything you need to set a reasonable expectation, not only for yourself, but your clients and hopefully deliver on those promises. But just make sure that you are not the person that over promises and then under delivers. That is the worst mistake any entrepreneur can make. It's okay to say, this is what I do. Not everybody can be the, you know, I do everything. Think about it in a sports analogy. Think about uh, baseball is the easiest way to do it. There's a couple of really good players out there who they call utility players. And these are players that can play second base, third base, even some outfield. They also usually have a really good bat, so they're in the lineup and they want them in the, in, the, um, in the game. But these are not players that are really good at one thing. These are players that are pretty good at several different things. But you wouldn't say, well, I'd rather have my utility at second base than my actual second baseman. So there's certain things about entrepreneurship that has a parallel. And I always call it staying in your lane. And I mean in that respect that if you have a knowledge base or you have a product or you have something that you truly believe in and you you really to the core know this is what you do well, meaning that you can do it sleeping. That's always the reference I like to give. You know, I can code for cardiology services in my sleep, for gastroenterology services. I can audit EM services in my sleep because I just know what I'm doing. 33 years in the business now, I just, I, I get it. But it's, you know, there's certain things that I would never even attempt because first of all, I don't need to. But the other thing is, why would I? Why, and why would I, if a client came to me right now, and said, do you do dermatology coding? Let's, let's start there. Or wound care coding. So I actually do do that. Over the last couple of years, it's something that I've actually picked up because I had some clients that said, we actually would hope that you'd look into this because we trust you if you feel like expanding your knowledge there. Well, because I also do general surgery coding, I thought, well, let me just continue to do that because I did a little bit of it, not a lot, not like I do cardio. So I went and really researched it out. I ended up taking a test for it, got a certification in it and said, you know, I don't teach it a lot, but yes, I do have that knowledge. But I said, it's not one of my expertise uh, areas in my top five. It's in a top 10, but not a top five. So it's up to you if you still want to use me for that. And the physician said, we do because we trust you. So being honest and again, not over promising because you could under deliver is where you want to go with that. You would want to make sure that whatever you promise you can deliver and or sub it out or basically say let me see if i can find somebody that does do that for you but also you have to weigh it in the fact that you know does it does it actually is it something i even want to do based on the client based on the 
the return on investment, and based on the long-term relationship with that client. So if you see that you're getting a client or a customer that's going to be a pain in the long term, is any amount of money really worth that pain? It may not be. So always keep that in mind that it's, it's your business, it's your decision, and you're the one that actually is the driving force to know how much knowledge you have in a certain area of expertise in your product, in your service, and just try not to overpromise. Okay, everyone, have a great rest of your week and a great day, and we'll talk to you next time on the Business Collective Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Business Collective Podcast. Drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out our website and blog at www.business-collective.com.